Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to your weekend Orange and Brown Talk. Doug Lee Maurice, Mary Kay Cabot, Ashley Bastock, Scott Patsko talking backup quarterbacks. Josh Rosen is in. He just officially was announced as having signed with the Browns. He will be there to be in the mix. And as a result, we are going to try to put into context how the Browns backup quarterback situation, that means everybody behind the starter, not just the number two, how that room stacks up to the other 31 teams in the NFL. We're going to go through all the other rooms. Scott Patsko has done all the research and all the work on this. It's really helpful to provide context. And I'm glad that we have this Josh Rosen signing Mary Kay so we know what it looks like now. How we'll, we'll start with a, a Josh Rosen conversation as a result. How did this come together? Why do you think Josh Rosen was the guy they chose? Why is Josh Rosen in Cleveland Brown right now? Well, you know, I think more so than anything, uh, originally, and they still will be looking for a possible number two to Jacoby Brissett. And initially I thought, okay, well, this must be it, but this really isn't it. Mm. Uh, they're they're going to keep their eyes open for that possibility, that eventuality, in, uh, you know, because if Jacoby has to start eight games, I still think that they're going to look around and see if they can find somebody else to be the possible number two. I mean, Josh Dobbs has only, as we know, attempted 17 passes and Josh Rosen has struggled. So if they had to turn to one of those guys, uh, that might not be ideal for them. So I think this is sort of bring him in as a fourth camp arm and see where it goes. If he looks a little bit better than Josh Dobbs, perhaps he moves up ahead of Josh Dobbs, but that is not the initial plan. The initial plan is just bring him in as a fourth camp arm. He's actually probably behind Josh Dobbs right now. And just let's see where this all goes. Huh? Isn't isn't the reason he's here uh, that Kyler Murray chose not to play baseball? (laughs) (laughs) Ultimately, is that what, what we're talking about? Yes, exactly. On the very day that Kyler Murray (laughs) signs his NFL record $230.5 million contract, Josh Rosen is trying to be the third or fourth quarterback with the Cleveland Browns. And it just goes to show you how difficult college quarterback evaluations really are. Yeah. I will say he was – people know how I feel about Josh Allen. I – I think there were a lot of people who were just sort of like, I don't know about Josh Rosen, that at least when you looked at the other four guys, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, Lamar Jackson, and Josh Allen in that class, actually you could see how like 
oh, well, this guy does this and this guy does this. And I wasn't ever exactly sure like what Rosen did, like, what is it? I don't, I don't know exactly what made him profile as a guy with a huge upside, but I don't know. He was a high pick a couple of years ago. It seems pretty good if he's your fourth string quarterback. What do you think of Josh Rosen being here, Ashley? I mean, I'm going to quote you, Doug, from earlier in the week when we were comparing quarterbacks to peanut butter. And I believe you were the one who said that Josh Rosen is Nutella because oh, yeah. it's not peanut butter. Not and peanut you butter. don't particularly have the, let's say, the palate to enjoy Nutella. But yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's kind of like what, what Mary Kay is saying. It, I mean, it, it kind of tells me all that I need to know about what their kind of expectations are for Josh Rosen. If this is, you know, kind of still open-ended, right? Like this could come in and he could just be, you know, a total misplacement here and not really fit in and uh, not win that job to back up Jacoby Brissett if Deshaun Watson is suspended, which obviously seems like, some kind of suspension is likely. Uh, but yeah, I just, I, I kind of agree with you. I don't, I never really got the hype around him during that draft. I mean, it's kind of nuts again that he was drafted before Lamar Jackson was. Um, yeah, I just, I don't, don't understand. Uh, didn't understand the hype back then, I should say. It's kind of like, hey, you, you need another body right now. So we know what the options are out there. There's not anyone that's super, super exciting. So why not? You're keeping it open at the end of the day. And that's, that's the deal. And I think it's understandable why, because he's never really found a, a home in the NFL, so to speak. Scott, you're like our backup quarterback expert here because you put in the research on this. Where do you think Josh Rosen sort of fits in when you look through the names of the guys who are number two and number three and number four quarterbacks in the NFL? I don't know. Do you think like, hey, you know what? I have Josh Allen, Rush Rosen. That's not too bad. Or do you think, I don't know about this guy. Like, what's the context of him? He's he's in this new category of like former first round picks that are still just floating around. And I mean, if the circumstances had been like maybe last year, maybe if the things that all this stuff had happened last year, maybe he gets to be like the Marcus Mariota somewhere or you know, the guy who just disappeared for, you know, or went to a backup role for a year. And then all of a sudden he just, he gets the opportunity because it's there. And he came out of, I think, and, and I didn't follow college football as much as you did, but it seemed to me like Josh Rosen was the big name going into his final year. And then everybody realized there were all these other guys that were really good. And Josh Rosen yeah. was still kind of part of that group. And then people kind of passed him over. He's still obviously a high first round pick, but I don't know. It's weird. I think he's kind of just blazing a new trail here, sort of. Him and Sam Darnold and, and Baker Mayfield, if things don't go right, could uh, end up in a, in a similar path here. Just guys that, you know, the high first-round draft picks that are just trying to stay in the league. He, he sort of fits the thing that we've talked about sometimes with the Browns. And again, this is a very different situation. It's like a why not kind of signing, as Mary Kay describes it, of like five-star recruits who are like, I don't know. This guy in the class of 2015 was the number 11 overall recruit in the country and was the number one pro-style quarterback. And he came he came from a huge uh, high school program in California called St. John Bosco that has produced a gazillion guys. And it almost feels like there, part of him is still hanging on to that. We're seven years removed from that. And it's like, well, he was the best quarterback recruit in his class in 2015. And I don't know what he's exactly done since then, but you may as well take a shot. 
on this guy. Um, it, it, does anyone else have strong Josh Rosen feelings or should we move to the room? I, I, I will say I'm a little what you, the way you described it, Mary Kay, is not what I thought. That well, I thought was like, oh, OK, well, he's all right. No, Brissette, you know then Rosen. And, and then it's and it's like that. It's a little less than that is interesting to me. Well, that, I, that's my fault, because in the beginning, uh, like I said, when I knew that they were kind of looking for someone a little better than Josh Dobbs, I assumed that that Josh Rosen was it was that guy. But now, uh, you know, I've, I've come to, to realize that that's really not uh, what the situation is right now. It's not I, I think I overstated that in the beginning and I've kind of dialed that back in you know, today's story and yesterday when I kind of rewrote the headline and stuff like that. So it's not a sure thing that he's going to jump up over Dobbs, even though it still seems like when you look at the two of those guys and you put yeah. their experience next to each other, when you only have 17 NFL pass attempts for Jobs, Dobbs, you would think that 13, uh, 16 NFL starts would, would trump that. But he's going to have to come in here and prove that he deserves that. And he might not, I mean, who knows? He might last a short period of time. He might let, I mean, if they find somebody better, he could get cut. So, yeah. um, yeah. So it, it, we just don't know how it's going to all quite shake out yet, but they needed a fourth guy for camp. Now Deshaun Watson will be able to practice in training camp, um, but they needed that fourth arm and, and now they've got it. It does it remind anybody a little bit of the Braxton Miller signing? A couple years ago when it was yeah. like, oh, Braxton Miller. Some people are like, oh, I can say, oh, this is a new wrinkle of the offense. And it's like, I don't think he's going to make the team. Right. And it was like, I mean, we, we all know what he once was, but that's not what this is about. It's what is he right now in the mm-hmm. modern NFL on this team? And it's like, it's turned out it was he was nothing. And maybe Josh Rosen, Josh Rosen turns out to be nothing. Scott, the thing I'm curious about is, OK, they want to add somebody. Somebody sort of in between Jacoby Brissett and Josh Dobbs. And I like, I'm not, I was with you, Mary Kiss. Like, well, Josh Rosen, this guy was, a, he started a whole season. He was a first round draft pick four years ago. It made sense. But if he's not that, like, if you're Scott, if you're looking for guys between Jacoby Brissett and Josh Dobbs, and Josh Rosen maybe is that, but maybe not, how many other options are there out there? Are that like, as you were saying, Scott, you were going through sort of like the list of guys who might be around. I don't know. Like if not Josh wrote, that's why it made sense to me to hear the name. It's like, it's like, you see the thing, you hear a name, a backup quarterback, Josh Rosen. That makes sense to me. Who else could it be if not him? Right. It's not like there's 15 other guys sitting around that might be the, the next option. AJ McCarron is, is the well, he lost, there. he lost, the, he know, lost the head to head. I'm just saying. These are your these are the these are the two guys who they feel were the best options out of out of a group that's already small to begin with. Like we said before, like Mike Glennon, Kaepernick, um, Cam Newton, um, all guys that you're just not sure. They've they've been hurt. They're older. They're they've just never had success. They've been out of the league, you know. Um, look, I think signing Josh Rosen right now is kind of like the way they approach defensive tackle. Let's just take a bunch of swings. And uh, maybe if emergency hits, one of these guys will, will get us through it and. I think that's where they're at right now. All right, let's talk about a little bit now where things stand right now. And then we're going to dig in. We're going to try to compare them to all these other quarterback rooms in the NFL. But let's get like sort of first gut check thing. And I and I just want to note very briefly that 
Brown's backup quarterbacks have been a fertile content machine in recent years. <laughs> I oh, found yeah. I was Googling Brown's backup quarterbacks. I found it's like, yeah, you write a thing and it goes out into the world. And then you think, I don't know. Did that make any sense? I had a headline in 2018 that was like the Browns will have the best backup quarterback in the NFL because it was like the Tyrod Taylor, Baker Mayfield. Like, well, who's going to be the starter? It's like, well, whoever's second. That's better than anybody else has as their number two. I'm sure that was a scintillating Browns piece of, uh, of information that people could not wait to consume. But I will say the only thing in my life, I'm small potatoes, man. If I, someone famous like acknowledges my existence, I get very excited. In my life, I had something that was retweeted by both Adam Schefter and Bernie Kosar. And it was when... A couple of years ago, I pointed out that one quarter of the backup quarterbacks in the NFL were former Browns because <laughs> they had they had produced so many of them. And it was potentially the highlight of my writing career just to revisit that. Because so we're talking about backup quarterbacks at that moment. It was Deshaun Kaiser in Green Bay, Cody Kessler in Jacksonville, Colt McCoy in Washington. I can't even read. Derek Anderson. Right. No, it was Brian Hoyer in New England. Mm-hmm. It was. Brandon Whedon in Houston. It was RG3 in Baltimore. It was Brock Osweiler in Miami. And it was somebody else whose name I can't read, but it was eight guys that had come through Cleveland. And now we're legitimately not only like in a room, but like probably the number two quarterback. So that was super exciting for me. Scott put together a list of all the guys in the rooms. Now, all the second and third and fourth stringers, do you guys know how many former Browns were on Scott's list? Ooh, I didn't count that. I didn't check. Five. Seven. Seven. So you know, there's wait, a lot of quick. former Browns still floating around. Doug, you reading off that list is giving me horrible post I know. I didn't mean to do that to you. <laughs> Bad. Because it was all like <laughs> failed attempts at guys who should have start, who started here. It wasn't like... The way the Browns produce backup quarterbacks for other teams is by having them fail as the starter here. So that oh is not necessarily uh, the pattern uh, and that you then they blame it on me. Then, then it suddenly becomes my yeah. and the shirts. I call them the shirts, the court, the, the quarterback on the shirt. Yeah. The shirts start calling me out. Like I did something wrong. Oh, what the heck did I do? Josh McCown was the other guy. It was Col- yes. Colt McCoy, Austin, Josh McCown with the Jets. But so none of those eight. guys, none of those guys, I think, are on the Mount Rushmore of backups here as far as fan. Well, Josh McCown maybe a little bit, but that's mostly because he was a starter. But like the Kelly Holcomb, Charlie Fry, like those two guys, they were like people were chanting for them. Yeah. People love Charlie Fry <laughs> until he actually had to, you know, start. And then it, it was a disaster. But um, I just remember, yeah, just most popular guy on the team. Yep. The backup quarterback. So, wow. so there's a long history here of backup quarterbacks in Cleveland. The thing that I, I want to get a handle on where it stands right now, Mary Kay, mm-hmm. let's just, we'll compare them in a second, but let's just assign a grade behind Deshaun Watson, a room that includes Jacoby Brissett, Josh Dobbs and Josh Rosen. What grade would you give that? Just with your gut off the top of your head. We're not trying to trick anybody and say, oh, you gave him an A. And then we had context and it should have been a D. I just want to get where people are right now thinking about it. What do you think, Mary Kay? I would say above average. So I'm going to say like a C plus, okay. you know, I, I would say a C plus. You're not looking at, uh, you know, somebody that you expect to step in for 
uh, Deshaun Watson and, and light it up. And then all of a sudden the uh, fans are going to be yelling for, for this guy, the way that, you know, that the, the way that they did for, for Charlie Fry and Kelly Holcomb and those guys. I mean, these were some interesting years we've had. Um, but so that, that's my gut feeling that, that it's a C plus um, with, you know, he can, with some really good play because he's got a very good supporting cast. He can bump that up to maybe a B minus uh, Jacoby camp. Okay. Uh, Ashley, what would you give him? I was going to say B minus, and it was mainly thinking about how this room was built, you know, when they brought in Jacoby and Josh Dobbs. And it's kind of like, it gave them three guys that can kind of have a similar skill set that like, they're not going to have to change major things to accommodate, say, Jacoby Brissett starting, like that this offense is going to function. And again, we've talked about him as a game manager. I think that's probably his best asset. Like he comes into this experienced um, in this, like a similar kind of role. But I do think like looking at the list that Scott put together, there are just QB rooms that do have like more raw talent at backup. But I'll give him a B minus just based on the the system we think the Browns are going to be running. Scott? Man, um, I, I want to give him an A. Like everybody is sketchy after you get past that first backup. Um, <laughs> I mean, nobody is set up to be like to keep moving forward if, if they have their top two guys hurt. Nobody. There are some team. There are a few teams that I think are definitely better. Like the drop off between the starter and the backup is much less. But those teams aren't necessarily as good as the Browns. So what, you know, what good is it if, if this, you know, and then that starter might not be as good as the Brown starter too. So I'm still going to say a, maybe a minus. Cause I think there's room for a few other teams to be ahead of them, but I think they're in the a range um, as far as their backup situation goes. I'd probably give them a B. I do think it is a good point, which we'll find out when we start comparing sort of the better your starter is sometimes the worse your backup is because there are some teams and I don't, it's like you look at Atlanta and like if Marcus Mariota is the starter right now and Desmond Ritter, who I really liked in the draft and lots of the third round is your backup. It's like, well, Desmond Ritter, I think that might be some talent there, but like he might be the starter by week six. Right. And that they, they have a, they have multiple guys cause they don't really have a sure thing like the Browns having to Sean Watson. So I will give them a B and I'll ask one more backup quarterback question here. And I think Ashley, we, you make a good point. It, you, you kind of sometimes want to fo- follow the style of your starting quarterback. So I'm not saying would it be better right now because the style of the starting quarterback has changed, but Mary Kay, is their backup quarterback situation better this year with Jacoby Brissett, Josh Rosen and Josh Dobbs, or was it better last year with Case Keenum and Nick Mullins? Um, It's not an apples to apples comparison. I wouldn't think because, you know, you're, you were looking for different things uh, from Jacoby Brissett than you were from Case Keenum. So you were trying to get a little bit of a comp for your starting quarterback. And even though the skill set is vastly different, the comp is better. So we don't even know for sure if Jacoby Brissett is better than Case Keenum, but for what they need him to do and what they're going to ask him to do in this particular offense, he's a better fit. So I'm going to say it's kind of a wash because it's really just what you were kind of looking for in terms of dual threat, you know, mobility and that sort of thing. Ashley, which, which room do you think best better serve the Browns in the, in their context? Yeah, Doug, we're on the same wavelength today. Cause I was thinking about that after I answered the first question, like, huh, was it 
was it better last year? And I agree with Mary Kay, but I will say it felt like there was more almost like what if anticipation amongst the fans. I mean, how many conversations did we have about some of these fans are really clamoring hard for Case Keenum and that might not be a reality that they actually want if it comes to fruition as Baker was struggling. Um, And then of course, Nick Bullens obviously goes out, almost wins you that game against the Raiders, obviously before a disaster with a, with a last second kick on their part. Um, but yeah, I think I, th- I think overall it's just kind of hard to compare. I think obviously they're in better position with Deshaun Watson as their starter to have Jacoby as their backup this year. But I do think last year there was more kind of like intrigue or anticipation around who those guys were and what they might be able to do as Baker was struggling. You don't think we're going to get to a point where while Deshaun Watson is suspended and Jacoby Brissett comes in and Deshaun Watson comes back. And so you don't think there'll be some people be like, I don't know. I might keep playing Brissett. There's I mean, definitely going to be those people. The Browns have like been if they're over before. 500, there's going to be those people who are like, do we really need Deshaun? Can't we just, I don't know. Tim <laughs> couch, Kelly Holcomb part two. Uh-huh. <laughs> I will look forward but to with Twitter this that. time, but with Twitter this time, yeah, but with Twitter. <laughs> Scott, you want to make a comparison between Keenum and Mullins and Brissett and Rosen and Dobbs? Oh, I think this year's is better. Um, uh, Case Keenum had very obvious limitations to what he could do on the field. And I've yet, you know, I, I don't believe that Jacoby Brissett has those. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to put this year's ahead of last year's. I will I say still- my, Go ahead. Ashley. Really quick, Doug. Sorry. I, I was just going to say to you, like the, to go along with Scott's point there, like the Green Bay game is still like the ultimate example for me of like, how much did they actually trust Case Keenum to go out there and be super effective when they didn't absolutely have to put him out there? It just seemed like they didn't want to, because if you look at how Kevin Stefanski coaches, how much he hates interceptions, four interceptions in a game is a pretty good reason to tell your starter who hasn't practiced all week to sit down. And he still didn't do that in the second half against the Packers. So and, that's kind of see, and, let, and let's be clear. He was not the star of those two wins that he mm-hmm. started. Mm-hmm. It was DeHernis Johnson in the running mm-hmm. game. I will say that my opinion on this is colored by the fact that I honestly actually do believe that last year, Nick Mullins was the best number three quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> I will plant my flag on that <laughs> idea. So honestly like right even like right now i know you want to fit the thing but if you said it's like hey who could they get to be the number three guy like behind Brissett, but ahead of rosen and dobbs nick mullins i take nick mullins now i know he has a job but like yeah. I, it's like who are you looking for it's like you're looking for that because that guy i really i thought that um yeah but i, it I would been, go ahead would have been nice for them to be able to keep him he got offered yeah. more money um you know to to go all, elsewhere but i think that they they would have wanted to keep him if they could have. And I do agree with you on him. But I'll still take this year's room because I would take Brissett over Keenum. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're going to run through 30, 31 other backup quarterback rooms. We're going to try to be fast and interesting. And the goal is to get to a point where at the end of the exercise, we say the Browns backup quarterback situation ranks blank in the NFL. That's the goal. It's third. It's 11th. It's 28th. That's why we're doing this. We're not doing it because we think you want to know about backup quarterbacks, but we're also going to let Mary Kay go to a lake. <laughs> I'm going to go jump in the lake. Um, so <laughs> um, before I go, uh, I just wanted to say real quick that 
you know, I have been checking in on some of those other backup quarterbacks. And to this point, I have been able to identify no discernible interest in Cam Newton. And, I, and so I've, I've put that out there. And also, just let's reset the whole Jacoby Brissett thing. As of right now, they are not interested in pursuing a trade for Jacoby Brissett. I mean, for Jimmy Garoppolo. Sorry about that. For G- See, I need to go to late. Um, for Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, because, you know, for a number of dis- different reasons, uh, that's just not on the front burner. Now, will that change if everyone gets surprised and Deshaun Watson is out for longer uh, than a lot of people seem to be expecting right now? I think a conversation will probably take place at that point. But as of right now, I don't see Jimmy Garoppolo or Cam Newton joining this football team. Okay. So hopefully, hopefully that helps. And they'll trade for Garoppolo right when you put your chair down at the edge of the lake. And <laughs> Absolutely. Say, put your toes in the water. No um, doubt. We, we, we need to let Mary Kay squeeze in tiny little bits of relaxation wherever she can, because as we all know, it's 365. It does not stop. The NFL does not stop. Mary Kay, thank you for your reporting. Thank you for your knowledge as always. Enjoy the lake. When we come back, Ashley Scott and I will try to figure out how good this backup quarterback room is next on the Orange and Brown Talk podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back on the Orange and Brown Talk podcast, it's Doug, it's Ashley, it's Scott. Hey, Football Insider, you'll love it. Cleveland.com slash Browns, click on the banner. Camp is here. It's here. It's here. Be ready. Help us get you ready. You're excited. You're fired up. You're curious. Help us get you ready. All the things I spend money on such dumb stuff. And I have had times, I've done it this once or twice where I've like lost a decent chunk of money. Like I had money for something and I left it on a table somewhere. And I call that the cost of living that like you're just, if the course of being alive, you're going to do dumb things and you can't go crazy about it. Now, don't be losing thousand dollar bills, but Ashley, you spend money on dumb stuff. You're generation Z, right? You blow no, money up. What are I'm you? a millennial. Millennial. You like, aren't you like 19? What are you? I will, yeah, yeah, let's let's keep telling people that. Actually. You're a millennial. Millennials, you blow money on all kinds of, of stuff that is of much less value to you than what the cost of being a football insider would be, right? Probably. You should see my closet, Doug. Why yeah. don't you come and organize that and all my clothes and my mom can finally get off my back about how many clothes I own. There are, I don't know if I said this on the podcast. There are times, my daughter's ready to go off to college. There are times when I'll be on a podcast with you and you'll say something. And then I'll be in a conversation with my daughter and she'll say something. And I'll be like, these two are starting to remind me of each other. And a conversation of like, go in the closet and look at all the things that you've bought that you don't yeah. need is another one of those. Go count, count how many things that still have tags on them yeah. that haven't been worn. <laughs> I mean, and it's probably, it's definitely way cheaper than being a football insider subscriber. Yeah. I did. <laughs> it's I need, more expensive. I mean, did you need another $85 sweatshirt that's exactly like the one you already have? Yes. Just be a football insider instead. Scott, you're a responsible adult and a parent. 
Maybe you don't sure. blow money or do you blow money sometimes where it's like, man, I should have spent that money on football insider. Uh, all the time, all the yeah. time. I mean, yeah, yeah I'm a collector. I'll what buy something think? just so I can put it on my shelf. What do you collect for real? What's a, a thing that you collect? Uh, books, uh, for real? Yeah. sports stuff. Um, old media guides. Okay. Comic books. Yeah, media guides oh, yeah. are a good one. Okay. All that stuff. Yeah. You don't need another comic book. Be a football insider. So uh, yeah, I, I think it's gifts. Like don't buy, I'm never going to buy anything for anybody ever again. You buy people experiences. It's a wonderful thing. Buy somebody football insider. Mm-hmm. I'll love you for it. So, um, and you can tell how excited I am to talk about backup quarterbacks. Cause I'm just like, I'm just like treading water and trying to like, I'm filibustering. I'm yeah. like, let's, let's go back to Ashley's closet. And spend another 15 minutes in there before we, we start do talking a closet about tour. If yeah. you want, I um, so much don't actually want to talk about the jets backup quarterbacks, but I swear we'll make it interesting. We have three voters. So no tiebreakers. Hmm. Let's go. Scott laid this out so nicely. It starts. It's we're going to go through the Browns schedule first. So we start in Carolina where Scott has said the starters, Baker Mayfield, the backups are Sam Darnold and Matt Corral. What's the backup situation in Carolina, Scott? Right. So, yeah, there's a few that I'm just kind of assuming, you know, someone gets the starting job. So we're going to say Baker gets that in Carolina. They're left with Darnold, 49 starts, four seasons for him, with the, mostly with the Jets. Um, his career passer rating is 76.9. Not great. Um, Matt Corral, third round, third round pick this year, so no experience at all. So, you have the very, 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 very poor man's Baker Mayfield, I guess, and Sam Darnold at this point. Um, and then you have a rookie who was a third-round pick. Um, and Browns know all about third-round pick quarterbacks. So I, if if we're going to say whether the Browns are up, you know, above this or below this, and if, and if, if I'm going to start that, I'm definitely going to say the Browns are above this. The Browns um, are above this, okay. I'm going to say the Browns are above this because even though Sam Darnold has more starts than Jacoby Brissett, I think um, Jacoby Brissett has had more stretches of success than we've probably seen from Sam Darnold. Ashley, Carolina or Browns? Yeah, the Browns was also my first instinct because I do think Jacoby Brissett is just more exciting than Sam Darnold. When you're looking at those two, again, like Scott said, even though Darnold has more experience as a starter, Jacoby's basically been a career backup who's been thrown into that position. Um, I do think overall, he's just more compelling to me than the Panthers room. That's probably too long. I think we probably have to go faster than that on the other teams. I think people have fallen asleep. I swear to God, (laughs) we're going to make a backup quarterback pod. Interesting. I actually would vote for Carolina, but I'm outvoted. So they are a no. We'll take the Browns. Next up, the Jets. Joe Flacco and Mike White are the backups. Mike White, he's the guy who made that. Uh, he writes writes movies and stuff, right? You know that Mike White guy. He wrote he did like, the um, Rock. Yeah, he did um, the White Lotus on HBO. Yeah, I didn't know he was a quarterback. So yeah, Joe Flacco is. and Mike White are they good backups <laughs> to Zach Wilson? What do we got, Scott? Right. This is a team that really has the Browns beat on experience. Obviously, Flacco, Super Bowl winner, 176 games. But he's only played five or last two seasons for the Jets, and they're 0-5 in those games. Um, so, I don't know. You're measuring experience versus experience. And then White is his fifth-round pick of the Cowboys in 2018. He has started three games. So, uh, yeah, not a lot to – there's a huge drop-off. And like you're going to see with a lot of these, between the backup and everything behind that person, 
it's like falling off a cliff uh, as far as experience and just, you know, talent goes. So I, man, see the Browns have this beat on the starter, but I think the Jets have them beat on the backup. So I think all of it is like, would you swap the room? Yeah. Swap Mm -hmm. the room. Mm -hmm. So you taking Browns or Jets room, Scott? With Deshaun Watson? No, 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 no. Oh, just the the starters out and you're taking everybody else, the whole, everyone behind the starter, that whole room, you're swapping the whole room, which room are you taking? I don't like Joe Flacco in the Browns offense, but if I had to start a team and I had to pick a backup, I'm probably picking Joe Flacco over Jacoby Brissett. Ashley, Jets or Browns? See, I was thinking about it as putting these people into the Browns system, Scott. So I'm going to take the Browns room as is currently over the Jets. Joe Flacco sucks. I don't want Joe Flacco. I'm yeah. taking the Browns. All right. Two to one. He, take he's the Browns. not elite. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I was going to say, 45. can we have Joe Flacco elite If Joe Flacco was Joe here. Joe Flacco an elite backup. Let's yeah. get into The Browns it. were getting ready to play Joe Flacco in the opener. Oh, oh yeah. Mayf- oh, I know. Baker Mayfield Definitely. versus Joe Flacco. People would be burning jerseys. No, we want <laughs> Jacoby Brissett. Uh, Steelers. Steelers. If we, you have uh, Mitch Trubisky oh as the starter, man. which I think is reasonable, which yeah. leaves us with first round pick Kenny Pickett and longtime uh, Browns favorite Mason Rudolph as the two backups. Scott, what do, you, what do they have there? Wow. Yeah. First round rookie Pickett, who knows? Um, and then Mason Rudolph, who, by the way, uh, the Steelers are 0 2 against the Browns when they start Rudolph. Um, I, I think the Browns are much better than this. A lot more knowns, a lot more success. Um, I mean, Mason Rudolph has been here or has been with the Steelers quite a while, and they still went out and pretty much re- remade that room around him. And he's, you know, probably at the back of the line. So the Browns are better than this. You take the Browns, Ashley Browns or Steelers. Oh, I'm already, I think, on record on my feelings on Kenny Pickett. I did measure my hand size after the combine, and I do have larger hands. So given that, <laughs> given the unknown, um, I'm going to go with the Browns as well. And for context, I am 5'11". So there you How go. How well do you throw the out route? I mean. Oh, you know, I don't know. Let's get me and Kenny out there on the practice field and see, you know. For context, Ashley was a Heisman finalist. Yeah, uh, for context. <laughs> people, everybody knows that you were a college athlete, right? Again, I'm just, I just don't want to talk about backup quarterback. Everybody knows you were a college athlete, right? Yeah, everybody I knows that. So. You've I talked about so, it. Yeah. Everybody knows. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm Ashley Bastock. I'm an athlete. Okay. I would actually take the Steelers because it's like, oh, mm-hmm. who's your backup quarterback? Who's your number two quarterback? I don't know. The guy who was the first pick in the draft, at qu- the first quarterback drafted. I would still take that, but I got outvoted. It's two to one. Falcons. You have Mariota as a starter, Desmond Ritter, and Felipe Franks, former Florida quarterback, as the backup. Scott, what's with the Falcons? This, this group rivals the Browns in, in athleticism, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw Franks last season in the preseason, and he can move around. Um, problem is he has more rushing attempts than pass attempts at this point in his career, and he only has three rushing attempts. So not a lot of experience there. And, of course, Ritter's a, a rookie third-round pick this year. I'm going to take the Browns all day compared to this group we're coming at this in very different ways i would take the falcons because if you told me that desmond ritter was the browns backup quarterback i would be like yeah that's your dream do you want you want you want a rookie coming out of coming into week one with deshaun watson spending for half the season i don't know rookies play all the time so ashley you're the tiebreaker who you taking atlanta or the browns well see doug you know i was gonna take atlanta so that you could be the tiebreaker in this one but (laughs) <laughs> mm, I don't know. Scott made a really compelling argument. So I'm also going to go with the Browns. I just don't trust a rookie right now. Okay. In this offense. Chargers, Chase Daniel, Easton Stick. That's not a real name. 
and Brandon Peters behind <laughs> Justin Herbert. Scott, what's with this up with this room? There were so Easton many guys, Stick? so Easton, many guys. I'm like, of, who is this one thing about him? Where did he come uh, from? What school did he, did he go to? Did he play college football? Easton Stick? I actually think it would be better if it was Stick Easton. I had That's a friend. A great name. I had a friend in high school that we called Stick. North Dakota State, Doug. Oh, I, have a I'm out on all North Dakota State quarterbacks. So I'm definitely <laughs> voting for the, for the Browns ahead of this. Uh <laughs> But it's Chase, right. Chase Daniel. He's the guy that everybody gets confused with Case Keenum. Is he actually yes. good? Yeah. He turns 36 this year. He had his first oh NFL God. training camp in 2009. He has started wow. five games in his career. That's your backup to Justin Herbert. Um, I, the most recent time he'd been on the field is 2019 with the Bears. Stick was a fifth rounder in 2019, one career pass attempt. And Peters is an undrafted rookie. Um, yeah, I'm going with the Browns here. Uh, Look, I mean, experience is great. I'm sure Chase Daniel, probably great in the room. But how is he under center? I Who knows? This is a big drop-off. Yeah. This is a team that people think can win a Super Bowl. And mm-hmm. I don't know that Chase Daniel can, like, if Justin Herbert turns an ankle for three weeks, you might your season might fall apart. Ashley, who are you taking? Yeah, I'm going to also go with the Browns on this one again. Sorry, Doug, you're not going to have a chance <laughs> no, to be the tiebreaker. Um, yeah, it's just, I don't I don't know. Like that guy, you know, Chase Daniel with the experience, it's like, yeah, you could see why they would want a guy like that again, like they did with Case Keenum uh, if you got a Baker Mayfield. But the Browns don't really need that anymore. So yeah, I'll stick with the ring they have. Yeah. Patriots, Mac Jones is the starter, Brian Hoyler and Bailey Zappi, everybody's favorite Western Kentucky quarterback who threw for a gazillion yards in college. The backup, Scott, what's up with this room? Yeah, so Hoyer has two more career starts than uh, Jacoby Brissett. Um, obviously been at it much longer. He turns 37 this year, but I think the fact that he has a lot of experience with the Patriots counts for something. Um, even though he's no longer behind Tom Brady, uh, he's there. He knows the system. He's not somebody who's just coming in and joining a new team. Queer passer rating, 82.9. Eh. Zappy, is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, Bailey Zappi. Zuby. Um, he's a fourth-round pick this year. Again, rookie at the back of the back of the room. So, again, we're looking at overall, and I just keep, yeah. like, thinking they, they put Josh Rosen in here. And I like Josh Rosen and a lot of these guys who are third, you know, on the list here. So, I'm going to go with the Browns. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with the Browns. Ashley, call me nostalgic, but I'll take the Patriots <laughs> mainly because okay, what? yes, Brian Hoyer is a great story, but Doug, I what? want to give you a chance to talk about Bailey Zappi. Oh no, I like Bailey Zappi. I had like a Bailey Zappi story ready of like, hey, maybe the Browns should take Bailey Zappi in the fourth round. Yeah. And I was like, let's publish this. Oh wait, go. they traded for Deshaun Watson. I guess they're not drafting Bailey Zappi. You and I were the only two over at that press conference, and you were like, I was supposed to write the story on him, and you're like, I'm like all in on this Bailey Zappi guy. Said, like, how does he place the, the ball? And I'm like, Doug, do you want to write this? And you were like, sure. My co-host on the College Football Survivor Show that I host, the National College Football Podcast, Shahanjay Haraja, he was a big Bailey Zappi guy. So he yeah. like got me into Bailey Zappi. And then it was like, ah, eh, it doesn't matter. Uh, who wants Brian? If Brian Hoyer, Hoyer <laughs> was getting ready to start week one for the Browns, that'd be awful. Browns. Okay, I'll take Browns. I'll take the Brown. Change my no, you can keep, vote to no, Browns. No, no, your vote is in there. You voted for Brian Hoyer, and you I broke what? the That's tie. That's the last time I do a good deed. You're gonna you're gonna be stuck every pick from now on. Ravens. Just Tyler ten years Hunt- ago, when Brian Hoyer was starting a yeah, twenty seven. Now he's thirty seven. Tyler Huntley, Brett Hundley. That's actually confusing. And Anthony I, yes. Brown. 
I will Bonham. say I thought this was a typo in Scott's notes at first. <laughs> yeah, Brett Brett Hunley is the guy who was in Green Bay forever. Yeah, Brett yes. Hunley. Uh, yes. And Tyler Huntley is the guy that everybody got to know last year and did a pretty darn good job. Scott, what about this Ravens room? Yeah, I'm hoping they both make the team and come up with some sort of marketing angle with that because uh, that's that's interesting. Uh, Huntley, he was exciting last season when he was in for uh, Lamar Jackson when he was Lamar Jackson was injured on and off. But the Ravens were only one in three in those games. Huntley's passer rating, 76.6. I think a lot of people saw shiny, flashy run around and maybe thought more of him than he really was. Um, but he fits there for sure. Hunley, fifth-round pick of the Packers back in 2015, nine career starts. One of those was a win over the Browns in 2017. Man, that was a game they thought they were going to win. Um, and he, But he hasn't played in a game since 2019. Uh, Browns, Brown is an undrafted rookie, so again, rookie at the back of the back of the room um i'm going with the browns over this i think for the ravens it's great um it's close though it's set over huntley which has to be the main thing i mean like the third guy i would rather have jacoby Brissett right now over over tyler huntley the ravens called and said we'll trade you huntley for Brissett." you'd say no well, not necessarily because I'm thinking about the future, maybe. Why are you thinking about the future? We just, <laughs> did a, we just did a podcast where Deshaun Watson's going to be the starter here until 2034. Who cares about that? That's it? true. That's true. You got to get through each individual know. year. It's You can it's go close. to the Browns. It's fine. All right, it's Ashley, close. Browns or Ravens? I'm going to give you the chance to do the tiebreaker, Doug, because I am going to take the Ravens. And I'll say Scott's line, Tyler Hunt. The Ravens may have been one in three in games Tyler Huntley started, but reminder, wins are not a quarterback stat. And I definitely was on the bandwagon with that excitement that we saw from him last season. So, uh, you know, younger, pretty mobile, like I think he would actually fit in pretty well here replacing Deshaun Watson. And that's, you know, Jacoby Brissett does different things better, I think, but let's take the Ravens. I'll take right, the Ravens. I'll, I'll, I'll flip. I'll, I'll, I'll go with the Ravens. Okay. It doesn't matter. Your vote's in. You can't change your vote at the end. You're on the losing side. Scott, Sorry, take, Doug. Take, take the L. This is not a democracy. It's a giving in the peer pressure. No, it is a democracy. Remember <laughs> how when you go, remember how when you go in to vote for president, you cast your ballot, and then when you leave and come back and say, you know what, but I want to change my mind. They, they let, let you, you revote. No, they let you check it over. Not after you punch the thing and pull the lever and the curtain opens up. There's no more lever anymore. And there's yeah, no you more have to walk in here. Like it's all machine. electronic. And know. before you printed it, print it out. They give you a chance to look over all your little choices and you can change them. That's the familiar of where we are. I changed like, my mind as I walked from the booth over to the machine. Okay. That's guys, a good so you 15 are a little steps. late, maybe. <laughs> you guys familiar with the phrase we call final answer? Right? Is, were we you were alive for that? that? Ashley, no, yes. I know. Yes, you're going to make, gonna make me start saying final answer. Can I tell okay. my can I tell my who wants to be a millionaire story for five seconds that I may yeah. have already told on this Go podcast? Ahead. When I worked in Delaware and they recorded who wants to be a millionaire in New York, it was such a sensation. I went up, they sent me up to do a story on it. So I drove up to New York City and I was interviewing people in line at who wants to be a millionaire. And somebody in the line had ordered a pizza and I got a delivery guy showed up on a bike and with the pizza. And so he got off the bike and brought the pizza over to somebody in the line and somebody else came out of nowhere and jumped on that guy's bike and rode away. <laughs> the pizza delivery guy got his bike stolen out from under him. Yeah. He was off the bike for two seconds. And I was like, New York City is scary. So that was I thought you life. were going to say they stole the pizza. That yeah, oh, they stole the bike. Right well, that's true. Take. That would have been worse, I think. I'd rather lose the bike 
No, I think it's the other way around. The other way around. All right. That's my who wants to be a millionaire's story. Uh, Bengals, Brandon Allen and Jake Browning behind Joe Burrow. Scott? Uh, Allen, 2016 sixth round pick of the Broncos, who led the team to a win over the Browns three years later. That was his first career start. That was a devastating loss for the Browns. Thought they were going to turn around their season uh, that that year. Uh, he has nine career starts at this point, including six for the Bengals, who are one in five in those games over the last two seasons. Obviously, a huge drop off between Burrow and the folks behind him. Uh, Brandon Allen career. Well, his pass rating with the Bengals is 82. Um, Browning, undrafted in ni- 2019, has yet to play in an NFL game. I'm taking the Browns. Ashley. I'm taking the Browns, too. I'm taking the Browns. Okay. Uh, Dolphins. Tua is the starter. Tua Tonga-Vailoa. The backups, Teddy Bridgewater and Skylar Thompson. I don't know who Skylar Thompson is. Scott? Waiting for Dan to crash this podcast and and yell out that he's taking the (laughs) Dolphins because of Teddy Bridgewater. Um, He's a big Teddy fan. Uh, Bridgewater, a first-round pick in 2014, has has more experience than most backups. Um, He started 63 games, including 14 and 15 in his last two seasons, which were for the Broncos and the Panthers career passer rating of 90.7. He's completed 66 and a half percent of his passes. Um, Thompson was a seventh round pick this year. Wow. Um, I want to go with, I want to go with the dolphins here. Um, I, I don't know. Teddy Bridgewater over Jacoby Brissett. I yeah. think I'm going to go with him. Yeah. I'm taking Teddy. I'll take Miami too. Ashley, you also taking Miami or no? Yeah, I'm taking Teddy. Remember when he was the yeah. big answer to the Mayfield matrix. Yeah. I think I think we all thought Teddy went a fit here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bills, Case Keenum and Matt Barkley behind Josh mm-hmm. Allen. Matt Barkley, former USC quarterback who once came into Ohio Stadium and beat Ohio State. Actually, that was like the game was like 15 to 14. USC mm-hmm. beat Ohio State, and Matt Barkley happened to be the quarterback. Also a former five-star guy. Scott, what about this room? Yeah, the Browns traded Keenum to the Bills in March for a seventh-round pick, and that pick became Dawson Deaton. Um Obviously, we all know the Browns were 2-0 last season when Keenan was a starter. Uh, shout out to, to Ernest Johnson. Big games, both those both those weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keenan's career passer rating, 85.4. He has 64 career starts since 2013. Um, I don't know. We know what Keenum is, I think. Barkley was a fourth-round pick of the Eagles in 2013. He has seven career starts. I was surprised to learn he was still in the league. He last started in 2018. Uh, I'm taking the Browns. Ashley? Yeah, I'm taking the Browns. I'm taking the Browns. We think Jacoby Brissett's better than Case Keenum. Yeah. Bucks behind Tom Brady. It's Blake Gabbert, Kyle Trask, who was a pretty good college player at Florida a couple of years ago, and Ryan Griffin. Uh, Scott, what's up with these guys? Blake Gabbert, man, he's been around a while. Yeah, mm-hmm. 10th overall pick in 2011. Has been with the Buccaneers the last two seasons, but he's yet to start a game. He has 27 pass attempts over the last two years. Overall, though, 48 career starts. Uh, his teams went 13 and 35 in those starts. Um, Trask, a second round pick last year, has yet to play in a game. Griffin, undrafted in 2013, has thrown two career passes. Uh, I'm taking the Browns here. I mean, I, Blaine Gabbert, man. He's still going. So, Blaine Gabbert, man. I think that's going to be the headline of this backup yeah. quarterbacks podcast. Blaine Gabbert, man. Ashley, who are you taking? I mean, what is there to say after that? Uh, I'm going to also take the Browns. Listen, Kyle Trask, I think, is interesting. I'd, I would be interested in the Browns having a guy like Kyle Trask in their room, right? We've talked about that a lot. Draft the quarterback. Did he get, did he have like disciplinary problems in college or did he have, he's a pretty good issues? player. 
he's a pretty good player. I don't know. I, I don't um, remember what the story was, but it's also it. it's like a second round pick. That's a pretty high thing like to take and take a flyer on a guy. So um, I will definitely take the Browns. So I would definitely rather have Jacoby Brissett than Blaine Gabbert Texans, Davis mills, I guess is the starter. Then Kyle Allen, Jeff Driscoll and our old friend, Kevin Hogan, one of the Kevin former Browns Hogan. on the list in there Jeez. as backups. What do you think of the Texans room? Allen has 17 starts over the last four seasons, including 12 in 2019 with the Panthers. They were five and seven in those games. Driscoll sixth round pick of the 49ers 2016. He has nine career starts. Um, one of those was a win. And then Kevin, Kevin Hogan. I mean, Blaine Gabbert, man, like <laughs> it's the yeah. same story. Who knew he was still in the league? Uh, he's played one game, uh, no pass attempts since leaving Cleveland. So yeah, I'm taking the Browns. Ashley. I'm going to take the Browns. I'm taking the Browns. Uh, Saints, Jameis Winston's the starter behind that, uh, behind him, Andy Dalton. And former Notre Dame quarterback Ian Book. What do we think of that room, Scott? Yeah, another guy with lots and lots of experience. He's in the uh, the Joe Flacco category here. He turns 35 this year, 148 career starts. Uh, he started six games for the Bears last season. Career passer rating of 87, three-time Pro Bowler. That was a long time ago. Uh, Book, a fourth-round pick in 2021, started one game last season for the Saints. It was a loss to the Dolphins in which he had a passer rating of 40. Yeah, I'm going with the Browns. I'm not. I'm not in on Andy Dalton. You're not. If, if the Saints said we'll trade you Andy Dalton for Jacoby Brissett, you'd take Brissett for sure. No, could Andy Dalton roll out and hit people on the run at this point? Ashley. Yeah, I think I'll go with the Browns given the athleticism. Interesting. This is close to me. Dalton is, I think. I mean, he's he's younger than Flacco, at least by a couple of years. Um, my vote doesn't matter. I might have voted for the Saints, but I'm outvoted anyway. So the Browns win <laughs> that one. Commanders, Carson Wentz. No, Tyler Heineke is the starter. Carson Wentz, Sam Howell. No, you want Wentz. Carson Wentz to be a backup so bad, Doug. I, I want Carson Wentz to be a backup so I can say I'd much rather have Jacoby Brissett as my yeah. backup quarterback. Yes. I guess Carson Wentz is going to be the starter. Tyler Heineke, the guy that everybody got excited about a couple of years ago. Sam Howell, the North Carolina quarterback who was just drafted. Cole Kelly, I don't know who that is. What do we think of that Washington is, room? Is it Taylor it? or Tyler? I think I wrote Taylor. You wrote Taylor. Is it, is it Tyler? Oh. Um, it or is. Taylor. Hold on. Chad? It is Taylor. Chad. Okay, good. All right. Don't doubt yourself. You're a professional journalist. <laughs> All right. All right so he was on. He was undrafted in 2015. He was kind of exciting last season. He started 15 games. Had a pass rating of 84, completed 65% of his passes. Commanders went seven and eight, but it wasn't enough to keep them from going after Wentz, which, you know, tells Doug maybe all he needs to know. I don't know. Um, Howell was a fifth round pick this what year. What does it tell me that Carson Wentz <laughs> is viewed as better than Taylor Heineke? That tells me something. I, I don't know what it tells us. This is the commanders. Who knows? Um, Kelly was an undrafted rookie. Uh, man. I mean, we don't know what Heineke is. Is he like just, this one year, like, made a bunch of sports center type plays and got yeah. people excited. And I, I think I'm going with the Browns here. Ashley? I'm going to go with the Browns. I, I could imagine Taylor Heineke's uncle calling in and being like, what? You guys are disrespecting Taylor Heineke, and maybe we are. He had a little bit of juice, a little bit of juice when he was in there. 
but I think I feel like Jacoby Brissett would be steadier and would just would make you feel better. Mm-hmm. I, Taylor Heineke might make two or three plays in a game, but like if he has to play for like six games, I, I think I'd rather have Jacoby Brissett. So we'll just, all take uh-huh. the Browns over Washington. Yeah, That's the Browns schedule. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. I guess I should be able to do the math on that, but no, it should only be 13, right? Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, <laughs> nine, know. ten. But that's fourteen teams, right? Because you played three. Oh, teams seventeen. Twice. Yeah, you play seventeen games. I forgot you played seventeen games, not sixteen. Yep. All right. So those are the teams. We've only picked two rooms ahead of the Browns so far. When we come back, we'll go even a little bit faster through the teams not on their schedule. We're trying to put the Browns in context. They have the blank, blank best backup quarterback situation in the NFL. We'll get that answer next on the Orange and Brown Talk podcast. Doug Ashley, Scott Colts, Nick Foles, Sam Ellinger, Jack Cohn. Oh, my God, it's Jack Cohn. Noodle arm from Wisconsin <laughs> who played at Notre Dame last year. If Jack Cohn's in a room, I'm out on that room. But Nick Foles, he's old and famous. Uh, what do we think of Indy? How old is Nick Foles? I don't know, 52? I'm pretty sure that's what it is. I'm going with the Browns. <laughs> yeah. Ashley, who are you taking? Just give me the Browns. No, no Nick Falls. We don't want Nick Falls. Uh, Jags, CJ Beathard, Jake Luton. I was actually on the Luton bandwagon yeah. for like three <laughs> weeks last year. I was like, I don't know. I think Jake Luton might be the Browns answer at quarterback. And EJ Perry. Scott, what do you think? I'm going with Browns. Ashley? Browns. Has, has Beathard started some for the 49ers? He- he was okay. Yeah, he came out of Iowa. He played a little bit in San Francisco a couple of years yeah. ago, but I, I'd still rather have Browns. Yeah. Jacoby Brissett. Titans. This is interesting. It's Ryan mm-hmm. Tannehill as the starter. They're the team that took Malik Willis. We spent a lot of time on Malik Willis at Cleveland.com. And then Logan Woodside. This It's such a distinct comparison. Like, compare Jacoby Brissett to Malik Willis. It's like, what? I don't know. Could they be more different? So it's it's a weird answer to try to come to here, Scott, because I do think, I mean, Ryan Tannehill probably is not long for Tennessee. Now, are they going to wind up drafting, you know, C.J. Stroud in a year? Maybe. Mm-hmm. But maybe it's Malik Willis. Who would you take, Scott? Which room? I, I'm not going to put any rookie in this draft class over Jacoby Brissett as a week yeah. one starter. Um, so, yeah, I'm taking the Browns. Ashley? You know, you know three, four years from now, maybe a yeah. different story, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm tempted and I'm going to do it here. I'm going to make the Mary Kay honorary pick as she had to leave. And I'm going to take Malik Willis so that somebody gets him here. I'll I'll break the tie. I'll take the Browns. I, I do. There, I, there are some rookies that I would take. Right. I took Pickett. Mm-hmm. I took Desmond Ritter. I just think Malik Willis is super interesting. But playing at Liberty, I just, uh, you know, he it's not quite the level of competition. I would not want to throw him out there week one. Broncos, Brett Rippin and Josh Johnson. Scott, who are we taking? Josh Johnson. Hold on, I gotta look up. He is. Is that a guy they got walking on the street in front of the stadium? He is thirty-six. He's the guy okay. who uh, Joe Thomas had to introduce himself to. Uh, oh, in the huddle. Once upon a time. Yeah. Uh, oh, I forgot him. Yeah. There's former Browns. Yeah. I, I didn't count okay. him. So there's eight. There's eight former Browns on this list. Wow. Um, yeah, I'm going with Browns deep here cut. over this group. <laughs> yeah, Ashley, you want to take Denver? You big Josh Johnson fan? You know, I'm going to – it pains me to say because I am such a big Josh Johnson fan, but I'm going to take the Browns. 
uh, Browns. Chiefs, Chad Henney, who beat the Browns. Mm-hmm. Um, Shane Bouchelle and Dustin Crum. Scott? The pride of Northeast Ohio. Just yeah. Uh, man, Chad Henney, when you, need, when you need 13 yards on third and 14. <laughs> he's the guy. He's your guy. Uh, gosh. I'm sorry. I got to go with the Browns. I just, yeah, I know he, he beat the Browns, but man, that never should have happened. No, I, I think it's okay. I don't think anyone has to be like feeling sorry. Like, ah, sorry, Chad Henney. I'm going to take Jacoby Brissett. <laughs> That's okay. Ashley, who are you taking? I'm going to stick with Jacoby here and take the Browns. Uh, also take the Browns. Um, You're this right, is the yeah. Raiders. Jared yeah, yeah. Stidham, former Auburn quarterback who was in New England, Nick Mullins, and Chase Garbers. Chase Garbers? I have not heard that name. So this is the Raiders. Who do we think, Scott? Nick Mullins. If you can't beat him, join him. I know. Um, I'm taking the Browns. Ashley? Who did, wait, who did Scott take? Browns? Browns. Mm-hmm. I'll take the Browns, even though, as we said before, I wouldn't mind having Nick Mullins back here, but not as a number two. Yeah. Raiders win the number three battle here, but Browns win the number two yes. battle. So I will take the Browns. Uh, Cowboys, Cooper Rush, Will Greer, and Ben DiNucci. Scott? I just, I like hearing you try to pronounce these names. Who's Cooper Rush? I, I, he's the Cowboys backup quarterback. I don't know who that is. He has started one game in the last five years. He was undrafted, mm-hmm. probably prior to 2017. He played at Central Michigan, Doug. Okay. Also probably would be better if his name was Rush Cooper. But yes. who who we taking, yes, yes. Scott? Um, taking the Browns. Rush and Stick could be hanging out together. Uh, Ashley, who we taking here? I'm taking the Browns. Taking the Browns. I am also taking the Browns. Giants. Tyrod Taylor. Woo. Davis Webb. Scott. Who's the Brown? Who's the giant starter? <laughs> Daniel Jones. That's right. That's right. Oh man. Their starter is placeholder as they yes. tank for Bryce Young. Yes. Isn't Jacoby Brissett the newer, better version of Tyrod Taylor? I think that's a very good yes. way to look at it. So I'm taking the Browns. Ashley. Yeah, yeah give me the new version, the Browns. I, I don't think this is a slam dunk. Like Tyrod Taylor led a team to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. He almost beat the Browns last year. They had trouble and, with him in the first half. Yeah, I mean, he's like uh, he's a pretty good quarterback who probably, in the course of his career, maybe should have gotten even more opportunities than he has. So he's pretty good. Like I, I would feel if he was the Browns' backup quarterback and it was like, oh, who's playing for six weeks or however long it's going to be while Deshaun Watson is out? If you said it's Tyrod Taylor, I'd be okay with that. And and there's a lot of guys that we've gone through as number two, so I'd be like, I would not be okay with that. So I think Tyrod Taylor is up there, but. In a close vote, I would lean Browns here. Eagles, Gardner Minshew, Reed Sinet, and Carson Strong. Carson Strong, I know. They just drafted him out of Nevada. Gardner Minshew, we all know. What do we think of this group behind Jalen Hurts, Scott? I would be excited if Gardner Minshew was the backup quarterback for the Browns just because, like, you just don't know. Yeah. He's going to make it exciting, at least. Um, I think the Browns have more behind, like, second and third guy right now. are we really putting a lot of weight on that first guy? I mean, I think you have to because yeah. we're, we're thinking about the guy who's going to start week one. Yeah. So that's what um, really, really matters. I'm going to take Jacoby Brissett just because I, yeah, Gardner Minshew might go out and throw for 400 yards, but he also might throw for, you know, 400 interceptions and the game might just implode. I don't think mm-hmm. Jacoby Brissett has that in him. He's going to yep. take less chances and do more, you know, turnover worthy type plays. Ashley. 
when we did the quarterback draft, isn't there the Gardner Minshew memorial pick that like every year we do that, he has to be the final pick? Oh, yeah. That might well, be right. Forget that. I don't care about traditions. I'm going the Browns. <laughs> Again, I, I think Gardner Minshew is probably a, a pretty decent backup yeah. quarterback in the NFL. Although- he's, he's not good enough to be a starter. He's not. But I think he can probably get you through a stretch. But I would also slightly take Brissett. I think I, maybe Brissett has a lower ceiling, but also a higher floor. I and with a just, team as good as the Browns, you're just trying to survive. That's what I was going to say. I mean, I just really value Jacoby, the game manager aspects of what he has. And Garner Minshew's like, like Scott said, you don't really know what you're going to get. With Jacoby, you kind of know. Mm-hmm. And that's like, okay, given all the other things the Browns have. Or maybe I'm kind of conflating. Ryan Fitzpatrick with Gardner Minshew because Gardner Minshew, 41 career touchdowns, 12 picks, 93.9 career passer rating. Now he played with Jacksonville, so you're not winning a lot of games. Um, he had that, I think, two I think years I'm still ago, taking Jacoby Brissett, though. Two years ago, he was like the opening, open the season as Jacksonville starter, and Jacksonville like won in week one, and everybody went crazy, and then they went like one in 15. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I mean, there were definitely, I've heard like, there was a time when people were like, are we are, are we maybe think Gardner Minshew is better than Baker Mayfield? Like that, those are sentences that have been uttered. So I, I do think he would. I do think he's a very competent backup quarterback. So I would be completely comfortable with him, but I will slightly lean to the Browns. Let's let's pick up the pace slightly because people have lives to lead. Bears, <laughs> Trevor Simeon, Nathan Peterman, Scott Ooh, Browns, Ashley Browns, Browns. Lions, David Blau, old friend from Purdue, was in Brown's camp. Tim Boyle, Scott. I think Tim Boyle's the guy when he started for the Lions last yeah. year or two years ago. I was like, are it we was. sure he's not better than Jared Goff? That was and exactly was, what you said. And then he was like six of 41. And it was like, no, he's, he's not better than Jared Goff. So I'm definitely on the Tim Boyle train. Scott, who you take here? Yeah, both those guys are like, they have a fool's gold uh, mm-hmm. characteristic to them because they do a couple things. You're like, oh, maybe. No. Um, so I'm going to take the Browns. Ashley? Browns. David Blau. When you think about what David Blau was here in camp, that he's like the number two guy. It's like, I don't know if anybody thought he was going to be an actual number two quarterback in the NFL. Packers. Jordan Love. Danny Etling. Scott? Jordan Love. Who knows? Um, I'm taking the Browns. Ashley? Browns. I'll take the Browns. Jordan Love, who knows, is right up there with Man, Blaine, Blaine Gabbert, or whatever we were saying. <laughs> Blaine, Blaine Gabbert, Gabbert, man. <laughs> Blaine Gabbert, man. Jordan Love, who knows? who knows? The story of backup quarterbacks in the NFL. Minnesota. Headline for you. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota. Sean Manianon. I know it's Manian. I, <laughs> I just wanted to mispronounce it for Scott's enjoyment. Manianon? Sean Mannion, Kellen Monday. And I know because Kellen Monday has to be related to Smoke Monday, which would also make Scott would make Dan very excited if we're having that conversation. But who are we taking here, Scott? Uh, Kellen Monday. Is that like an 80s alternative? No, no, it's not Kellen Monday. It's Kellen Mond, the guy from Baylor a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah. Bell corrected. It's not Kellen Monday. It's Kellen Kellen Mond. I want it to be Kellen Monday. (laughs) Monday Mond. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, this, this stuff didn't make it into my story. That's no, on the I website. know. I know who Kellen <laughs> is. I didn't know who Kellen Monday was. Okay. <laughs> That's okay if you got spell correct. Uh, yeah, we're, we're taking the Browns. We're taking the Browns here. Ashley, Sean Minnian, or Jacoby Brissett. <laughs> I'll take Jacoby and go with yeah, the Browns. We'll take that. Sorry to Minnesota yeah. Cardinals. Colt McCoy, Trace McSorley, uh, Jarrett 
Guarantano. I remember him from recruiting too. Scott, who are we taking here behind Kyler Murray? Uh, yeah, I'm taking the Browns. Um, Chase McSorley should have played at Texas with long. Just mm-hmm. he just seems like a guy who should have played at Texas, like Colt mm-hmm. McCoy did. I don't there, know. It's more than the MC. It's just McSor Trace McSorley. That's just the Texas name. Ashley, who are you taking? Browns. So there. So Trace McSorley obviously played at Penn State. Mm-hmm. He's a pretty good Big Ten quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, there is song. My daughter. My daughter loves the song, not because she loves Trace McSorley, but it's just so crazy. Some Penn State fan back when Trace McSorley was there made a song about Trace McSorley. And you, it, I'm sure you can find it online. Just like look on YouTube for the Trace McSorley song. It is one of those like horrible amateur songs that is pretty darn catchy. And it's, Do you remember how it goes? Like how the I, chorus goes? I definitely think I, I definitely think that ends with, a, and they call him Trace McSorley. Like it's like, it's, it's a little bit of almost like an Irish, like ditty. Um, well, you but, sing it to the tune of Yankee Doodle right there. So. so look it up. If I remembered it better, maybe we'll play it as the outro song instead of the regular song today. Okay. But go, go find yourself a Trace McSorley song. All right, we're not taking the Cardinals. Rams, John Wolford and Bryce Perkins. John Wolford, he had to play a couple years ago, and they were playing him at the end of the year when Jared Goff was the quarterback, and like they kind of looked better with John Wolford, which I think made Sean McVay said, I think maybe we need to trade Jared Goff. Scott, who are you taking here? Well, he only played one game uh, that year, um, and he wasn't great. But, yeah, I mean, this, the bar was low. So I'm taking the Browns. Ashley? Browns. Niners. Jimmy Garoppolo is still on the team. Nate Sudfeld, Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy was at Iowa State last year. It was not good. Uh, Scott, who are we taking here? And this is a hard one because so, but, but this is, again, one of those things. The less established your starter is, sometimes the more interesting your backup is. But I, should we not even count Jimmy Garoppolo? Because I don't. what are the chances that he's on this roster by the time the season starts? Zero? Yeah. yeah I'm, I mean, I'm assuming that Sudfeld is going to be – I mean, I'm just going off the list. Who knows who wins that backup race? But um, I'm assuming Jimmy G is not – part of this so let's not count jimmy, let's not yeah. count jimmy g yeah so i mean if that's the case taking the browns for sure i'd take jimmy i'd take four if it was jimmy g. jimmy g oh, oh yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. but it's not like san francisco is sitting there thinking we're gonna start this young guy start trey lance and then boy we have this great veteran backup behind him like it's just a, a transition and we're still in mid-transition actually no jimmy g who you taking no jimmy g i'm taking the browns if there was jimmy g i would have taken the niners Seahawks, it's a Drew Locke, Geno Smith battle to start. So the loser of that will be the backup. And then Jacob Eason. Scott, what do we think here? This is one of those, again, where it's like, well, the backup is probably going to be kind of decent because they're both backups. They don't have a starting quarterback. They have two okay backups. And and they both have some experience. And this is where I think the the rest of the room is going to push the Browns over the top. I think uh, I like the Browns better. Ashley? I'll go with the Browns too. All right. So we have finished our endeavor. <laughs> and do you guys know how many rooms we said were better than the Browns backup quarterback room? I think three, right? Three or four? Yeah. Two. Three, I think. Two. Okay. Baltimore and Miami. Yeah. Tyler Huntley and Teddy Bridgewater. But there so, were some there were a couple of tiebreaker. Uh there were some, there were some yeah. close there ones. Two in one. There. there were some two ones. But that's some context, Scott. 
and which you gathered, you knew this better than any of us coming into the pod because you went through this list and we're going, oh, oh my, what? <laughs> While you were doing the research, but it is, that was a painful process to get to this point, which is a reminder to Browns fans that nobody wants to have a team that you're thinking should make the playoffs have Jacoby Brissett be the starting quarterback. But when you really do think about backup quarterbacks, they're in a pretty good spot. I would say we probably maybe had eight teams where we were like, well, you know, if that backup had to play, I think you'd be okay with it. No more than about 10 or 12. And they're Scott, they're definitely one of those. And it almost drove them to the point, knowing that Deshaun Watson was going to be out, they had to go get a guy like Jacoby Brissett. And also it was attractive to a guy like Jacoby Brissett because he's like, well, I know I'm going to get the start for at least part of the season. So they should have a good backup quarterback. But man, there could be a lot of other guys here, a lot of other rooms here where people might be freaking out, wondering if the Browns were going to lose every game they played until Deshaun Watson came back. Yeah, doing this, it comes very, very evident very quickly that, uh, you know, guys are backups for a reason. And like I said before, after you get past that first guy, especially it just drops off. And remember how I think when they signed Brissett, everybody went, oh, that makes a lot of sense. It just, you know, it just, it just seemed right. And I think if you had sat everybody down and looked at all the options of backup quarterbacks out there before they signed him, he would have been right up there near the top of the list. I think of guys that you were thinking about just because he had done it before and he had a little bit of success with the Colts. Um, so yeah. Beyond that though, so much depends on what team these guys are on. Jacoby Brissett is here because of, because they, they feel that he's similar enough to Sean Watson to be able to do the things they want to do. You know, and he fits what they want to do offensively. There are guys on this list who could have good years with those teams who we may not think are good for the Browns or haven't had a lot of success, but they're there because those coaching staffs feel that they have something that, you know, that matches the starter or, you know, like a Case Keenum, Baker Mayfield kind of thing. So, you know, we could sit here and say that this guy's better than this guy, but uh, is this guy right for that team versus, you know, this other guy? And, Sometimes it isn't so clear cut when you look at it that way. And knowing this information is why, Scott, you you gave an A to the Browns room because you had the context that the rest of us, uh, the Ashley and I didn't have before we went through this. Mm-hmm. Ashley, how has this exercise changed your life other than sucking away 50 <laughs> it, minutes of it? I but, will say it's made me reevaluate that B minus grade now that I have all the context. And I'll, I'm ready to raise that grade. They've done enough extra credit. I'm ready to get out my grade book, put the little gold star next to it. I'll give them an A minus because it's not perfect, but it could be a lot worse. I We're grading at a curve. We can <laughs> fall into a trap sometimes where you think that everybody else's backup quarterback is Steve Young. Yeah. You know, it's, and it's not. There are, it's, there are not 50 quality starting quarterbacks in the NFL. There are like 26. So there's six teams playing a backup as their starter. And there's not really many teams who have a backup who would be ready to be come in and be a good starter. Like that just, that just doesn't exist. Cause even some of the guys, like the young guys, it's like, well, you really, would you trust anybody? There's not, you know, there's not Trevor Lawrence sitting behind somebody. These are all third round picks. So um, I do think it was a, 
there was a, a, a method to our, I was going to say madness. There was a method to our boringness here of like, did you see that hear that podcast they did? But it was to get to this point. And I hope that informs people a little bit. It doesn't mean the Browns are going to go have a 750 winning percentage while Jacoby Brissett is the starter because they're going to be playing against starting quarterbacks with a backup quarterback. But the whole point of like, can you survive? Can you hang around? Can you, you know, patch it together until your starter comes back? That's what a backup's there to do. And I do think, Scott, Jacoby Brissett's ability to patch it together, I think the only guy that a thousand percent I'd take ahead of him is Teddy Bridgewater, which is why we had a long Teddy Bridgewater conversation in the off in the offseason. So if Teddy Bridgewater is the best backup quarterback in the NFL. I think Jacoby Brissett is then in a group of four to six guys who are right there in between to be numbers, you know, two to seven in the league. And for the Browns, that that was like well done by the Browns to put themselves in that spot while Watson's not here. Yeah. And I agree. I agree with that. And, and I know people are going to look at other backups and like Tyler Huntley is a great example of, you know, you see that and you're like, man, the, Browns don't have anything like that as a backup, but you know, if you step back and you think about, all right, he's perfect for that offense. He's, you know, just look at it through that lens because there's, we, the league has seen a lot of guys who have looked really good as a backup filling in for one team, go off and be a free agent signing from somebody and then just flame out um, and just not work out. I think case Keenum might be a, a good example of that. So uh, it all depends on the situation. And I think the Browns have guys on the team right now that fit the offense, Josh Rosen, who knows, but the other three, I think um, just seem to work and they could look a lot better here than they might play in for, you know, half the other teams. And then the other thing too, is if we had done this exercise, Oh my God, you know what? Let's run it back. We got to do it one more time. Let's do it with <laughs> Jacoby Brissett as the starter and then Dobbs and Rosen as the room, where would they rank? It'd be the last Orange Brown talk pod we ever did. People would be like, well, I'm never listening again. They did backup quarterbacks twice. So, like, that's what they're addressing at the moment, though, right? When Mary Kay's talking about, it, well, they kind of wouldn't mind maybe somebody better than Rosen, because in that context, they'd be pretty far down the list, right? Yeah. If now, if Rosen and Dobbs are your room, well, now we're talking about a lot of rooms that are better, but that's only good. So, if that's your room for a whole year, hello, Jimmy Garoppolo. If that's your room for four, six, eight weeks, cross your fingers, hold your breath, hope Jacoby Brissett doesn't get hurt. All right. That's probably the most extensive backup quarterback discussion we'll ever do mm-hmm. on the Orange and Brown Talk podcast. Football's ahead. Join us. Glad to have you here. For Ashley Bastock and Scott Patsko. I'm Doug Maurice, and that was the Orange and Brown Talk podcast. <laughs> <laughs>